Welcome to my podcast, in which I sit down with people from all over the world, talking about life, their culture, their experiences, and their best stories. So relax and enjoy the conversation. I really wanted to start with saying that I think I really admire your personality in general. Thank you. Amber. Because you you really seem like such an interesting person. And how yeah. long have I known you now? I think two or three months. But yeah. I will already tell a story. Mm-hmm. The first time I met you, we uh, were gonna eat with a lot of people. And I arrived first and you were sitting there. And my first my first reaction was to hug you. <laughs> but, but I... When was this? The Where? Fr- in the vegetarian place. Oh. And, the fir- and oh, I just yeah. hugged you and you're like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then I already thought, oh no. Yeah, what will you think now about me? Uh-huh. Then everything was okay. <laughs> do you do you have that a lot that you that you think that people find you weird or something? Um, I, yeah, yes, yes. But now it's okay. Now I don't have a lot of problems with it. But in the past, I would think of it as a problem, and I would try to fit in and try to. Uh, walk through the lines mm-hmm. like normal people but now yeah. it's okay I accepted that I'm sometimes weird and I will sometimes do things that people yeah. will not at what, at what age did you did you have that that you really wanted to follow the line um, I think when I was 16 16 yeah I I I'm very fast with everything everything happens very fast with me so when i was 15 i already was very weird but then when i was 16 i really wanted to to not be weird and then i accepted it when i was like um i think 19 Mm. then it was okay for me it was way early i think i went through the same thing as you yeah because I I think it started for me when I was 13. 13. I really I I really did some fucked up things. I'm not going to go into <laughs> that, but I really did some fucked up things and then I started realizing that sometimes it just doesn't matter. And then when I was 15, I really started to do the extreme, mm-hmm. sort of being different than everyone and mm-hmm. that really fucked up my life at a certain point and then I started finding the the line. Mm-hmm. And then people started telling me that they really admired me for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought of it that way. But for people to admire, you have to go through something, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. But you look like a, a person who really doesn't care what people think of you. You just... That's because I went through all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Because I have been in that phase where I really cared. And then mm-hmm. I really realized like it doesn't fucking matter what that person thinks mm-hmm. and then I just do whatever I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. But th- I think the difference between us is that you are more, way more extrovert than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still being myself, but I'm still not, I'm not really, be, I'm not able to dare that much, I mm-hmm. think, as you do. Mm-hmm. 
You think that's true? I but I think it's with some people I can do that because um like Kuran for example. Yes, when I have people around me who hype me up, whew, then then it can go wrong and then it's <laughs> yeah, but when <laughs> they're like when I need to be at my work, there's a difference bec- between in the past and now when I need to walk in the lines, I can do it, but not for a long time. So in work situations with my boss, I will not go crazy and fight my boss yeah. like here in your house on the ground. <laughs> but I will, I will do what what I need to do. But yeah. I cannot do it for too long because then I go crazy. So I think the difference is that you're not really trying. Maybe mm-hmm. it's how do you say that? You're supposed to do it. It's yeah. just etiquette maybe yeah just you need to behave like that but when it's when you want to be yourself you're still able to do that yeah with the people yeah. that yeah but i fi- i found pleasure in it also with like with my boss that i am capable to be serious and that i have the capacity to yeah to that people take me serious i can do that but if it's not necessary i will not i and which boss are you talking about more in general your boss or a specific are you are you having a specific no yeah with my my work at in belgium there i have a few bosses and i think they take me seriously even though i'm young and the youngest of all the team they take me serious but they also know that that i am yeah I have other sides also. Uh, a crazy side, yeah. yeah like <laughs> sometimes. So yes. you've been here in Cusco for how long exactly? Um, I think three months now. I think three three months now. And you, how long have you been in Cusco specifically? Mm, do you count Goya as well? Like Pisac or it's an hour and a half away or it mm. just that's Cusco. yeah you have the region Cusco and the city Cusco yeah I first was three weeks here in Cusco for my Spanish lessons and then I was in in Coya it's close to Pisac for one month and then one week to Lima and then Cusco for two months more so and how was your Sp- how is your Spanish you've been here for three months so <laughs> It's getting better, but I like to learn new things and new uh, um, languages. So I I started here without how to know anything about Spanish. And now it's okay. I can talk, but not the basics, the basics. You didn't know any Spanish before. Yeah, I had a few lessons in, in Belgium, but it was like the first lesson here i feel covered all the lessons in belgium it was just <laughs> way too basic yeah it was nothing yeah. and when you just got here did you feel you have problems with not being able to speak spanish yeah because of that i learned it as, as soon as yeah. i could yeah. just i i don't i do not like it to feel like a tourist even though i am here but um, because of that I wanted to learn because people appreciate it when you can talk a little bit 
So yeah, that is that is true. First of all, when I always hear this, when you go somewhere and you know a basic Spanish or any language where you're at, yeah. they will try to engage with you mm -hmm. instead of you with them. Yeah. So that's a big step. And also what you're saying about not feeling a tourist, I really have that as well. But I found in Cusco that's a huge problem mm -hmm. because it's basically a tourist city. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. And my mentor says this all the time. Even he, he's been here for 20 years and yeah. he's still, he is still being treated as a tourist. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you, because you, you mm -hmm. look like a tourist. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter how long you live here. But that's the nice thing, I think, when you, you look like a tourist, you're gringo, gringa. And then they say something and you talk back in Spanish. They're like, oh, you speak Spanish. And I'm yeah, like, I get yeah. a lot that they say to me, oh, you, you really have good Spanish. Mm -hmm. or, Did you ever have a conversation with a taxi driver? <laughs> yes, <laughs> when I came here. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. When I came here, he asked me what my favorite food was and what my, I don't know, always the same random questions. <laughs> my, always. My foods. Everybody wants to know what I like to eat here. I, really? Yeah. They never asked me that. <laughs> they always asked me by where are you from? Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you do here? How long yeah. are you here? Yeah. That's <laughs> those three. And then they... And then what do you like to eat? <laughs> Yeah. Then that comes. So we were talking about your your personality a little bit. <laughs> um, like I was saying, sometimes I really think that you're pretty extrovert. Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes feel disadvantages around that? Um, yes, of course. I think sometimes people feel intimidated by me because um, yeah, I'm extroverted, but I would not really describe myself as an extrovert because there are moments I cannot be as loud and open and talkative as people think I am. But that's a side not a lot of people will see always. I think being extrovert also means that you're more... Um more emotional from time to time so that might mm -hmm. mean that I think extrovert extrovert person means that when you're having basic conversations that you're way more open mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you can be more silent from time to time I mm -hmm. think but like you said being uh, intimidated how do you have an example about that or how do you notice that usually so um, I think women are meaner than men. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're laughing. <laughs> uh, but uh, so sometimes it can be that I intimidate women and then women can, can get very bitchy to me. Because I think that you're a bitch. Because yeah, you're they, being so just Yeah, they just, I don't know. I, we had a, we, I have an example. We went to a, a party here to a rave in Saksai Oman. And there was this Polish girl. And um, I don't know why, but 
Mira and I were just chilling and she came and she came to get Mira and she was like, come, let's let's go dancing with us too. Just very rude to me very because protective. I was sitting next to her and she just met, they just met each other. And then she took Mira, my, my friend from here, she took her with, with her and all night she was so mean to me and so nice to M Mira and oh. I just think it, it's like toxic mean girls toxic who feel mean. intimidated or anything and then they just act nice to one girl and act very mean to another girl. It's <laughs> this how this world works, yeah. unfortunately. But <laughs> it might be, sometimes I think it might be a good thing because then you know you pretty much know their nature pretty fast but yeah for example for mira like you said she was being nice to her so it might hit in her face later no you know. she she after that we talked about it and she had the same feeling as i but she had the ad advantage of it yes, <laughs> she, she <was> nice. <laughs> but she uh, was also like this is just toxic girl personality yes yeah. but yeah yeah because of that i think yeah you were talking now about disadvantages, of course, but I think it's it's easier for you to meet new people. I mm. Do you feel that as well? That's what yeah. I usually think about more extrovert people. That's what pe a lot of my friends say or when I came to here and before I came here, I was a bit scared to not make friends, but I think everybody has that. And then my yeah. friends from Belgium told me, like, if there's a person who will make friends and make their lives there you will be it so yeah. yeah and but i still feel like i was very lucky that i met here like you and and goran and mira so fast and because of that i never felt alone and i have my basis ba base Basic. yeah base, base yeah. so because i have my base i can go on and make other friends because i still have people to fall Rely back on, to yeah. so because of that, I am. Yeah, I think I make now friends. Because yeah. Because you're more confident. Yeah, because I I have my friends and whoever wants to join me in that is welcome. Because I'm very open to meet new new people and new new friends and everybody's always welcome. But because of, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have my friends here, already. Yeah. That's true. I've met a lot of people here that told me that they were scared of meeting meeting people, mm -hmm. but for some reason I've never had that that problem of, of or that worry, because eventually it it all works out. I think mm -hmm. I think you should take that to your future travels as yeah. well. but yeah, it's just even though I I it always will find a way. There's still I, I know. When the next time I will go traveling alone, that I will still think like, oh, what if I maybe now find no friends? So yeah, it's just, an, just a time. part of me. I think that yeah, that I think a lot of people have when they go traveling alone. Mm. Yeah, it might also depend in in from the culture you're in maybe. Yeah, because here. People are very open. If you look at uh, Jordi, for example, a Peruvian friend, he's mm -hmm. so open, so wild. I mm -hmm. haven't really met him or get to know, got to know him that much, but mm -hmm. 
you really seem like an, a noble person. Mm -hmm. And then also the specific places you're at. For example, you've lived in Pisac. Mm -hmm. And I think oh, yeah. Pisac is a pretty special place in that sense. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, all hippies there. <laughs> but yeah, I lived in a small village next to it. And in the, in the village next to it, there was no other white peoples, no, and they were all old and, but yeah, I even met um, a person there, a friend there. So, and it was of course a hippie. It was on the way to Pisac, so yeah. but in my little village, I did yeah. not make friends, for example. But um, I had a family there, what, so what was it like um, befriending a hippie? Yeah, he because was I really want to do that once. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bucket list thing, you it's know. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was in the bus to Pisac, and I got off, and I had a very first, very bad first day at my internship. Oh, so bad, and then. I got off the bus and the, the hippie, just the first question, he was like, how was your day today? <laughs> so it was already so... In so English or Spanish? In English. And I yeah. responded <laughs> so honest and weird that I can be so bad. It was so bad, my day. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we started talking and talking and then he was like, I know a place we can swim here. So if you want, we can go swimming. And I was like, okay, we can see. See, that. that's what I mean. <laughs> Most people to a question from a hippie like that would have responded, oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. then he would have gone by. Yeah. And that's the difference between, I feel yeah. like between you and other people. Yeah. So, so continue. No, that's true. That's a difference and that's sometimes nice, but that's, that's the reason why I sometimes don't understand this world because I don't like when people ask me how is everything and I need to say good. I don't like it. Especially in Western countries. Yeah, in yeah in Belgium, it's so horrible. People just always say like "sava" and then you just say yes. Yeah. yes. And I hate. I think it's so empty the words, and I don't hmm. like it. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I really felt that as well because it. At the end of the day, they don't really care about you. No. They just want to make sure that, they're, they're, that they will be seen as a good person. Yeah. But oh. they don't really want you to, to explain no. how bad it goes. Because then they'll be like, I didn't ask for that. Yeah. Like, Why you're being so weird? That's mm -hmm. a weird person. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the horrible thing. I, I often imagine like what would happen if I just say no on the question if i they feel ask, like, like shit today yeah it's very bad day my mother is sick my i don't feel so, something like that yeah. then <laughs> just I have, imagine i have so many friends in belgium when they all seem happy and then you go drinking and partying with them and then you hear like a few days later or something like oh yeah his mother has cancer or mm. or he's in a depression or he's or he failed his class yeah. shit like that and then you think do i really know this person yeah, yeah, yeah. people are very close but it's uh, it's a protection you show that side to people you trust so i think it's it's just a side that not everybody you cannot show it to everybody because i think for me people will take advantage of it if you be honest all the time to everybody if you say every problem you have to everybody 
No, how, I, how would they make advantage of that? Like, yeah, I don't know. But for me, I don't anymore like to really rely on people or before I would think when my friends would tell me they are there for me and 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 they will be there when things go bad and then when things go bad I don't feel like you can trust everybody because sometimes people use it as their problem then if you I don't know I yeah, don't have an example I think I, I kind of understand what you mean mm-hmm. but I feel like that's not for I think that's only your superficial friends if you mm-hmm. like they always say you really get to meet your friends in the bad times yeah. but I really think that there are people out there that really are there for you when when the time comes yeah I believe that but before that I would think like that people and friends are forever and I would think like you trust people and you rely on people and the what they say I believe that because I really like to believe when people yeah. tell me that they are gonna be there for me but, but you learn at the hard way yeah you learn them when when things go hard which people are just words and which people you can rely on and that's com- uh, sometimes a confrontation for me to get to know and let go then also the people you cannot rely on that's difficult for me because i always see potential in people and always want to them to be nice and and i very much see potential in almost everybody so to give people up it's so difficult for me yeah that reminds me of a friend i once had like i think one or two years ago and he I've been friends with him, really good friends with him for a couple of years. And then he started uh, feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. And then I actually really was there for him, I felt like, because I was always talking with him and really supporting him. And then Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, he just dropped me. Mm -hmm. He just, and I, I never really understood why. Maybe he thought I was bad for him in a way, but that's deep stories yeah. yeah and did you ever ask him no because i i never saw him again he never responded to me again so, so you, was, you st- texted him or anything yeah, yeah he yeah. did not respond yeah it's been a year and a half now uh-huh. since that has happened and i've never heard of him anymore never yeah that was that was fucked up and it also learned me that you shouldn't mm-hmm. fully rely on people like you said yeah, that's exactly mm. my. Uh, yeah. yeah, but did it? Um, did you already let it go then, or not? Now I have. Like, if you would now uh, came across him in the streets, would I would just say hi. I wouldn't. I would be the the bigger person. I always feel like I have to be the the biggest person. The bigger person. Mm-hmm. I would just say hi. I would just ask how he was doing. And then if he would start to run away or something, <laughs> that's his problem, but... And what if he would tell you, like, without explanation and just tell you, oh, let's hang out again, let's go 
Do no, no, then I would get, then I would get real, then I would get real. <laughs> but if it was just to say hi on the street, I would just be the bigger person. But when it comes down to it, I would confront them, of course. Then you would just say like, no. Yeah. Well, you do. Uh, depends on the person, but I have one person in my life that, when he would come back to me and he would just. I would just be happy that he's back, I think. I would not even be mad anymore. Or just, but there's, and that's the weird part because when people know me, they, they see me, I think, as an independent person or, or someone, somebody who will not take anybody's shit. But there is one person who has softened me so bad that so it, it yeah. is the case that you don't make shit from anybody except for one person. Yeah, there is one person. And he and he fucked it up for everybody who will come now in my life. So yeah, he's the one to blame. Yeah. <laughs> he is the one that made you. Yeah, he's the the okay. one who made me very and cold still, sometimes. And still you would. And still I would he's the, he's irreplaceable, I think. It's so weird that you're so conscious about it. Yeah. Because some people they would they would say like, oh, fuck him, I will never see him again. Yeah. And then when it actually comes down to it, they, they, they do like you said. Mm -hmm. But you're so real about it. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, th that's the truth. And that's why it's the truth with other people. When they do something wrong now, I'm just like, okay, you know what you did. No discussion, no angry, no more words. You know what you did and yeah. Take take your shit and go and I don't get yeah it's another problem but I don't think I will ever be able to be in love again. So you think so? Yeah, I think so. Because of that. Because of that, and it's not so. It's a it's a it's a man. I had a relationship with him for uh, eight months or seven months. Very not long. Uh, after that we decided that it will not work out and we stayed friends but like close best friends for seven years and every week I, I saw his family and uh, he saw mine and it was just best friends you cannot imagine how close we were but yeah. as friends and in the meantime when I get a the, got a boyfriend my new boyfriend needed to accept that there was another man in my life who was not my boyfriend but my ex-boyfriend and now just my best friend who just felt like a brother but because we lived in a different cities he still came over and slept in my bed and everything but yeah it was for me normal because it was just an yeah. also my ex but and it you was don't just think that, that that relationship was toxic yeah, it was toxic because he was drugs addicted. He had a lot of drug addiction, so it was difficult. But when we... It's pretty coincident, a big coincidence, because the, the guy I was talking about also was uh, yeah. a big, big stoner. Ah, yeah. But yeah. it was... No, with me, it was no no, no weed. It was everything else he could everything get. Everything around. But, yeah, and also weed. But with him, it's, it was just... Yeah, for seven years that he was so close to me and we, yeah, and even when I, yeah, like I had new boyfriends, they just needed to accept that there was another man in my life and they did. Sometimes it was difficult, but they did. 
if I if I hear what you're talking about now, you you just said that you think you might never fall in love again. Mm -hmm. But is it not possible that you couldn't fall in love because he was still there? Isn't that maybe a no? Because with my subconsciously maybe no. Yeah, no, it was something. He was. I always had such a big fear to lose him. That was true. And even when he he did bad things, I he was the one person I would always save and do things for and made his life better i'm sure of that and he knows that too and then but and after that i fall in love i fell in love with another man who was not toxic at all so it was the opposite um but he was my ex was still in my life and that was that worked out very nice uh, just as friends but then after seven years he got a new girlfriend and she was very jealous and mm -hmm. she could not have it that he had another friend. Like you said, more meaner, the girls. Yeah, so. oh, she's, uh, I would, I would, I could kill her with my bare hands. <laughs> just <laughs> slowly, sorry, guys. yeah, <laughs> but I could just, passionately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, um, and out of nowhere, we could not have any contact anymore. So he just dropped me after seven years after we've been through so much yeah. and that was for me just this that you think because he was the one person in my life I could rely on seven years long and I could think about seeing him all my life and he the same and then all his words just didn't mean anything anymore and he just yeah, yeah for me if he, it feels like he's just he just died or something because I yeah. really lost him. I think the the pain that I had from it was so so bad, and the frustration and you cannot do anything about it. You text them and they don't, and at one point you just stop texting and then the time goes by and you never yeah. hear from uh, each other anymore. And then hmm. now we're here and still didn't hear hear uh, anything. How long it. was this ago that uh, he stopped? One year now. I yeah. Okay. one year exactly yeah. so and his family i still have a good connection with his family i still go see them and i still and they they talk to me like they don't understand their son and i did not raise him yeah. like that and this is not how yeah we don't understand and we know what everything what you did for each other and what uh, what you did for him so yeah because mm. of that it could maybe it was also that it's i don't know i don't really know the specifics but I always hear that people that are addicts or that mm -hmm. are on a lot of drugs, they are pretty, how do you say that, they can be trusted, yes. so they, they can be really unexpected sometimes. Mm -hmm. Could it maybe have something to do with that or was it really something something completely else? Um, with with him it was not because he he took drugs to feel better. But he was not as addicted as that he needed to go to rehab or anything to... But he would um, only take it when he was feeling bad. And then you you knew that, it would, that he was feeling bad. But when I... After one year with being with him, it went better every, every year. It went better. So that was not a problem, I think, with him. Mm. That was not a problem that yeah. it was just now his crazy girlfriend I think but 
I also it's his re responsibility I think if it was another thing then it would been also maybe happened it's not only the girlfriend of course but yeah I don't like her because she took him away from me but he yeah. also could have just said that it was not possible to take him away from me so it's both of them that I don't like it's not just the girl that I don't yeah. like <laughs> yeah that's pretty heavy yeah so how was the the internship for you here you you had it for a month yeah i had it one month um so it was i worked here in a in a in a hospital and the hospital the bosses of the hospital are two very very white american people rich american people so when i came here i would think that i would just work here in a local hospital and yeah with people from here but it was with two rich white americans so that was a bit unexpected and how did you find the hospital the hospital itself it was an old dierenasiel, a dieren. Um, I don't know how to say it in English, but it was a vet, um, but a veterinarian. Uh, yeah, where they killed animals. So ah, okay, okay, a place where they killed. Okay. Yeah, so it was. Uh, you can still see that somewhere, somehow. Um, the hospital. The people who worked there were very nice. They were locals. Um, but the bosses treated them sometimes a bit bad, I think. Because when I came and I was just an, an intern, they gave me sometimes a little bit of privileges and I did not like it. And I needed, for example, when I needed to eat there, I needed to eat with the white bosses and I could not go sit with the... And why did they give you the privileges? I don't know, they just took me very much under their wing, but you could tell that sometimes they were yelling at their staff and they were never yelling at me, yeah, because I, I was new, of course, but... So yeah. you don't think it was a racist thing? Mm, I don't, I don't know, but it was, I don't know. But I did not like it. It was not nice. You weren't there maybe long enough to really discover. Yeah, maybe. But with the with the staff there, I really got along and even got to the food to the football with some people, and they were very nice. But I felt when the bosses came, there was another vibe. You you could tell that you needed to take some distance. I um, think. It might be possible that that's a part of the of the culture here. Mm. Um, there is a big difference in between boss and employee. There is a big yeah. difference there, yeah. and it has to go like that. They can be the they can be the the, the kind boss mm -hmm. because that's how the, this culture works. Yeah. It would be kind of disrespectful in a, in a way mm -hmm. if they would do that. Um, but it might also be different because they're 
to white bosses, like you said? Yeah, that makes it just a little more heavy. But mm -hmm. so, and they, so you have two American, two Americans, do, they are boss and they do a lot of campaigns. So there was, for example, when I started there, my first day, it was a for pain. And they had, let's fly another doctor come over from, I don't know, I think from Boston. Yeah, from Bos Boston also. Mm -hmm. No, Seattle it was. Uh, it was a, a doctor who came and I was his assistant for a week and he needed to treat all the pain. But he had like two, only two techniques to cure the pain. So every different problem he just cured it with the same thing and I for me I could not understand because it was not possible it's not medical it's not medical and he was just he was just trying new things on people and I know that because I um, he said it even to me he, the people there spoke a lot of Quechua and and Spanish but he said to me in English like so but he was a very weird crazy i would get nightmare from him doctor um and he was just like telling me in between like uh i have never done this in the us but here i can try it things like that and i even <laughs> but have I you seen human centipede the movie yeah is it that kind of doctor that kind of doctor for real the crazy Fuck. and he was so rude, he was pushing people and, and when they were not fast enough and they let the, their phones went off, he screamed at everybody like, I need a sign with no phones and and he, he really tried, when people came with, with pain in their hands, he just, I don't know, it was such bullshit, he just, um, it, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but he gave them things that I I was not supporting. So injections? Injections, or? yes. But always with the same thing, so it cannot be right. And he, when I asked him, like, have you done this before? He was just like, no, no, but we can see. They're, they are asking me, they're asking me to free them from their pain, so I need to help them. They <sighs> so. That was so bad. That and is I, not ethical. It I was think. so bad that I even recorded it. It's actually a little secret that he will not find out. I hope. <laughs> but well, I have he won't, recorded. He won't listen this podcast. I think. No, I don't. Yeah. No. No. Let's hope not. No, let's hope not. Yeah, or for him, let's hope not for him. But yeah, I recorded it one time, and you can hear him say such evil things, and I send it to my family at home just like what the fuck am I doing here this doctor is crazy and I tried where I could to prevent it from happening but I was new there and only there for uh, one day and uh, yeah sometimes you cannot just fix everything so yeah it was very bad but oh then I came every day home like what am I doing yeah. Oh yeah. shit. So that was a crazy doctor. He yeah. luckily only stayed for one week. It was a, a campaign for only one week. So after that. I have a theory that 
um, maybe they they paid the bosses, the two American bosses, the the Boston doctor. He paid them to be able to do these things that he lost mm. kind of bribed them. No, no, that's not possible because no, I cannot imagine. But I think the the, the crazy doctor from Seattle, I think no, he Seattle. he offered to come the and to do a, a campaign f for campaign. the pain. Mm. It's not the, the pain campaign. The, the pain campaign. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But the I don't think the bosses from the hospital were waiting on it. I think the crazy boss from uh, the crazy doctor from Seattle did it on own uh, on his own to come. Hmm. So wow. yeah. that's pretty unethical, man. Yes. Oh. Yes. And mm -hmm. uh, you you've been living there with a host family. Yes. Well, how was that like? Because a lot of people here live in, in host families. It's a pretty common thing to do. Mm -hmm. I yeah. always hear it has advantages and is disadvantages. Yeah, I I needed to get the, to get used to to her because it was an old woman from I think seven, 70 years old, and um, the first week it was difficult because. I did not speak a lot of Spanish back then, and she only spoke Quechua and Spanish. Uh, she refused to talk English, um, so it was sometimes a bit difficult. But did she know English? She kn she knew from her sons, but she did. She just wanted me to learn Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. It was okay, but then uh, the first day, <laughs> she, I needed to go to my bed at eight in the evening <laughs> and I could not leave the house. I just needed to go to sleep at eight because I needed to rest to work in the morning. The first day I was like, okay, I understand it's my first day here. But the day after when I was outside until nine, she was so mad at me because I was too late home and I already needed to sleep. Like a mother mad. Yeah. Like <laughs> I needed to sleep at nine. but. I just cannot sleep at night. <laughs> so sure, you're not a baby. No. Or a little no, kid. But she, yeah, she, she was very protective. So first, it was so difficult because, yeah, you know me. Yeah, it's not yeah. possible. But why do you think she was like that? Mm, apparently, because I, I got to know her sons. She has very nice sons. And they told me, because I was honest to them, like I told, oh, your mother, she's very nice, but whew, sometimes I need to go to bed at nine. And they told me, yeah, she's very protective, but that's because her husband had a very bad relationship and she took care of the kids all her life and she needed to take care. And now I think she's very protective because of that. So because the sons told me, I got even more respect for her um, because I always respected her, but it was just difficult for me to find my place. And then it got better and better. And then the last week she invited me to stay with all her family. And, and it was Santa Semana, it was um, Eastern. And she invited me uh, with all her family and we had a, a family party all day. and. It was so nice and yeah, mm. uh, now I actually kind of miss her sometimes, so it's it turned hard, out good. but tough, but yeah, but tough love, tough love, yeah.
So you have any plans after Cusco? After Cusco, um, I will go uh, and uh, see another part of Peru and I will travel with uh, Mira, the friends who I am living with, and we will go traveling for two more months and end in Lima. And Maybe the north part? Yeah. The jungle as well? No, 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 not the north part, the south, north, uh, su south part. Ah, Just okay. uh, Puno. Cl Ah, and yeah, close to Bolivia. And Arequipa. Yeah. And just do a little circle and see the desert and then end in Lima. That's cool. And then go home. And then I need to go home. <laughs> my money is finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the money is a big issue, yeah. Yeah, my money is so finished. Mm. You want to... Do you want to go and live in, in Belgium or you have more travel plans? I think I will... Uh, go back, see my friends, uh, work for, I uh, think, uh, half a year and probably leave then again. I think that will be my life. Just get some money and then go again. And then go again, mm. yeah. You I already like know where? No, yeah, I, uh, Colombia or, or Brazil, I think. Oh, you Colombia want to go again to South America? Yeah, I like it here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for uh, for doing all this. Thank it's you been a very well. fun conversation. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Some harder topics and some f more fun topics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn.